welcome to Living Na Belle Vie. I am your host, Monday Young, international life and business coach. And today we are going to be talking about how to break the French language barrier. So if you're someone out there who has been trying to learn French or thinking of learning French, have been too scared to try, or maybe you've tried everything, today we're going to be talking about looking at learning language from a different perspective. And joining me to help us do that is Inez from French Mood. Um, and she's going to be speaking with us about how we can really start to look at language differently to help us to learn it easier, faster, and make it a lot more enjoyable. So hello, Inez. Hi, Monday. Thank you. Thank you for your invitation. I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> yes, thank you. So Ines, before we, you know, get into how we can start enjoying learning language a bit more, especially French, because it seems a bit complicated for us Anglophones, I would say. I want you to just to tell us a bit about, I know you're someone who's lived a bit abroad yourself and you've, um, and you speak more than one language. So just, just give us a little bit about you and, you know, your, your experience. Yes. Um, I've lived, actually, I lived in, uh, Argentina, uh, okay. and, uh, in Australia and, uh, regarding the languages, When I arrived in Argentina, I already knew how to speak Spanish because I okay. come from a bicultural family. My father is Spanish. Okay. Uh, nice. But I always had to learn this language because he never uh, spoke to me. Uh, but this is a language of my art, you know, uh, Spanish. Yeah. So when I arrived in Argentina, it was a, a language was not a big deal. Uh, I stayed there nine months and... Uh, I really missed my country, I have to say. <laughs> I was so happy to be back in France. Yeah. But then I so decided... What made you, what sorry. were you missing? What, what, what were you missing about France? My family, so much. Family. My yeah. family, so yeah. much. I had a, a little brother. Uh, he was like 12 and it was uh, terrible to, to be uh, away yeah. from him. Yeah. yeah. And, so you uh, know exactly what expats experience oh, when they're... Yes. Yeah, when there's abroad, when you can even, like you said, you love Spanish, it's your heart language, you were there, but you were still really missing uh, I was so happy family. to go there, but yes, uh, yes. And I, I, I think that people that live abroad uh, are very brave. And uh, yes, I always admire them uh, living uh, away. It's, uh, it's, it can be, it's great, but... Yeah, totally. it, can it be definitely hard. has its mm. challenges and learning a language is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And so you also speak English. So did you learn English when you got to Australia or you also had a bit of English before you went to, to live in Australia? I, well, I had English because I studied it uh, during my uh, uh, at school. Okay. Uh, and then I worked a bit uh, in English as a waitress. Um, so I knew the basic and I could understand almost uh, when people spoke slowly. But when I went to Australia, I was afraid about the accents. Uh, so I prepared a little bit myself before to go there, watching movies in Australian, I mean, with Australian accent. And then when I arrived there, 
it was okay. Uh, it's been it's been a bit challenging, depending on on the people uh, who spoke. Like you know, uh, farmers uh, sometimes uh, uh, it was difficult, but um, I enjoyed it. And then I really started to like this language as soon as I had this experience uh, in the country, because before I was like, mm, it's just a way to communicate, but I didn't have, you know, this the feeling of positive language. feeling. Yeah. Yes. Mm -mm. And do you think that, that sometimes that's what is the barrier for a lot of people? It's like they're kind of learning maybe a language of, and, and they, and they just not feeling it. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, I don't want to say patient is important because I don't want People think that you need to be passionate to learn the language. But yes, I think that there is something linked with the heart and with enjoying, mm. enjoying mm. the the way you want. But uh, enjoyment, I think, is a very important part uh, to learn. And uh, I think so, too. It's always it's always much easier to learn if it's if you're having some fun. You know, if you're enjoying of the process, it's definitely going to make it, it's definitely going to make it better. Mm. Um, I can say that when I learned French, it wasn't very fun. <laughs> it wasn't very fun. And I didn't really enjoy the process. Mm. It was just, you know, it was necessary. I wish, I mean, I can't say that I didn't enjoy it the whole way. So I learned, I, I went to lots of French schools when I first, when I initially moved to France, to Paris. And, um, I, and I, and at the time, like my budget wasn't like enormous. So at first I was trying to find like the best price, which I think is the worst way to search for a language course. Um, because normally you get what you pay for. So, um, I think that language is kind of worth the investment because you're not going to be paying that your whole life, right? You're just going to be investing in it to get you to where it is you need to be to work or to, to have your, your everyday life. So it's, it is actually worth the investment if you can find the resources to, I think, to, to, to invest properly. In the end, I ended up at the Sorbonne and Parts of it were fun because I did a core de civilization, mm -hmm. which included art, poetry, architecture. Um, we had a lab for phonetics. And so I like I, kind of what you were saying. It's like the language became easier for me when it was attached to something real I could feel. Mm. Right. When we when I was trying to describe a building or what kind of architecture I like or yeah. what kind of poetry I like or things like that, then I felt a little bit more connected to the language than as I was when I was learning it before, when it was just kind of like verbs, 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 mm. conjugation, conjugation, conjugation. Mm. I was like, I don't understand anything. Mm. So I want cool. you to tell us a bit about what you do and how you're helping people to, to, to see language from a different perspective and to really start enjoying it so that they can learn it uh, in a different way. Yeah. Um, so I really love what you just said. And, and I think that's the key. That's absolutely the key to, to progress and, uh, and to, to be quiet uh, with this French learning. It's to enjoy it. And, and what you did is amazing. Yes. To adapt, uh, to your, uh, preferences, to what you like to say, what inspires you. I think it's, uh, it's, it's really great. And that's what I try to do. 
just uh, to give you a bit of information about me, I was a French teacher before. Mm -hmm. So I've been trained uh, as a, I'm a qualified French teacher. I've been trained in a university and then I worked uh, as a French teacher. And uh, at one point I felt that that wasn't enough. Uh, right. teaching, teaching and applying one method, one specific method mm. to everyone wasn't working. And right, right. I could I see agree. it. Because we all learn differently. Yeah. And I could yeah. see it, but I was like stuck in my method and the way I, I learned how to teach. And I was like, how can I do? So I tried to adapt, but I didn't have the tools uh, for that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I decided to train um, as a coach, as a, as a, a language coach. And uh, uh, now I'm certified neuro language coach. So okay. that's the method I use right now to the language. So, yeah. I mean, neuro language coach. Mm. That's you know, it's a new one on me. Before I yeah. met you, I didn't I didn't know what that mm. was. <laughs> I didn't know it existed. So, and there may be you know people listening who that may be exactly the same mm. uh, situation for them. So can you just? explain a bit more about what you know neural language is and mm. you know how a neural language coach you know what a neural language coach does for people yeah so the main difference is that uh, a neural language coach is aware about how important the brain is in the learning process right so he implements the this knowledge uh, this awareness about okay. uh, the brain process in the language session and okay. um, that means that we know that uh, we learn better when we enjoy it we yeah. know what are the right chemicals for the brain to learn like dopamine and right. we know what are the wrong <laughs> uh, yeah. chemicals. So we always right. try to avoid those stressful and uh, threatening uh, moments. Feelings, yeah. yeah. So like anxiety, yeah. like you're trying to stay away from stress and anxiety yeah. and overwhelm. Right. And always... Because what does that do to the brain exactly if you're trying to learn a language and you you it's, know, stressed and pretty like, oh, I'm never going to get this right, you know? <laughs> so basically, you can't learn when you are stressed, when you have this feeling that, I don't know if you know, this fight or flight uh, yeah. situation. Or survival. Yeah. So or survival self kicks in. Yeah. Exactly. So your brain just doesn't, doesn't work because it just wants to fight or to flight and it doesn't want to learn this way. Right. Uh, so that's exactly what we do in the language session. So that's the very basic uh, concept. And also, so we try to create, let's say, the perfect learning state, the okay. perfect okay. place. Yeah. So you kind of mm. want to be in your Zen space yes. to, to really learn that if you're stressed, mm. it's going to actually, you can't learn mm. because your brain is in a survival mode, basically. Yeah. So okay. we make sure you are really focused mm -hmm. on your goals, mm -hmm. on what you are doing right now so that your brain is in the right space, right state. Um, we, we make sure, yes, so that your emotions are okay. And also we make sure to space the learning because we know that intensive learning is not good for the brain. So the brain right. needs time. And we so, okay. What would mm. be, because, you know, lots of people come to France to do these intensive sort of 
these intensive learning uh, experiences or, you know, or they tried or they think they can download the language in, 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 in four weeks doing like 30 hours of, mm. of French a day. So what would you say? So I know you said that that's not the best way for the brain mm. to learn. Can you, can you speak a bit more to that? Yeah, you can learn uh, in an intensive way. And yes, you think that you're learning. And you are learning, but uh, the problem is that it's not uh, long-term lasting. Okay. So it's it so doesn't go into long-term. Yes, memory. exactly, okay. exactly. So you will forget it very quickly. Okay. Mm. Okay. Did not know that. So for all of you out there taking those intensive classes, know that it might not go into your long-term memory, which is what you're exactly going to need. So you're saying the brain needs more time to fully process the language to yeah. put it into the long-term memory. Exactly. Yes. Okay. And you need time off. <laughs> all right. Yeah. You need, yeah. Your brain needs time to rest. Mm. Um, another aspect of uh, the difference, let's say, of, uh, from um, traditional, traditional. Uh, teaching yeah. is that we, we apply the coaching principles into the, the learning, um, the language session. Okay, so, so what does that mean? So that means that we, we set goals, we set smart goals. Right. And that's really important. And the coachee um, is asked to, to take ownership, is invited to take ownership on his, okay. on his uh, uh, learning. So he decides or she decides what she wants to, to learn, what is yeah. important for him or for her at that time. Yeah. And I think it's important that you said that because it's basically, you know, what I was talking about earlier, like when I, when I first took the, my first French classes at sort of these cheaper schools, that was the problem is that you don't have any control over what you're learning. Mm -hmm. So you could be learning all this sort of random vocabulary, all these um, verbal tenses that you may never use, you know, yeah. because in French, I don't know how you got like 20 different grammar, <laughs> you know, you got, you know, present, present simple, passé, passé composé, subjunctif, <laughs> subjunctif, tuck, 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 and you know, and you get presented with all of that stuff and your head is like about to yeah. explode. You're like, how am I going to remember sure. all of this? And I think, the overwhelm comes from is that you is that you're just getting information and mm. you don't know how you're going to use it when it, I think when, if you're not learning sort of objective, like the language doesn't have a, an, an objective, mm. it's just like it's it's just like receiving tons of random information mm. and, and then you're supposed to figure out how to piece it all together. Mm. So I think it is I think that's I think that's a good point with the coaching is that you get to decide how this language, you know, and you're going to yeah. learn the the vocabulary and stuff that's actually you're going to use mm. for your life and not just a whole bunch of random stuff that you have to try to, you know, fit together. Afterwards. Exactly. So you will be able to apply the language because it's something that you need for your personal life. And again, you're going to enjoy the process and how motivated uh, will you be <laughs> once you decide your own goals? You say, okay, this week I'm going to learn that. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, You could have a dinner party coming up, you know, and be like, you know what? I really would like to have a conversation with my, you know, with my mother-in-law or my husband's boss or... 
Um, if I could try to tell a joke at dinner or, you know, um, just, you know, learning how to have maybe like general topic, you know, conversation, that's so much more useful than just learning random words and vocabulary that don't serve any sort of purpose. Mm. And also uh, something that uh, I think that uh, we do differently and that really makes the difference in the learning is that um, we provide a, a very big space for uh, speaking, yeah. practicing, but mm. really using the language. So that means mm. that basically the, the coaching session is a uh, generally depend on your goals, but divided on two parts. First part is about the structure of the language. So that would be what we say, grammar, <laughs> what we yeah. call grammar, but I don't really like this name. And it's the analytical part of the language. Okay. How do we right. build these verbs, etc., etc. And okay. the second part. So, so in this part, you're using a certain part of your brain. That is okay. the analytical part, the prefrontal cortex. And then on the uh, in the other part of the session we are we are focusing on the unconscious brain and you know this way to learn things unconsciously just by speaking with someone by using the language uh, as you can and it's a space that is and in during this space there is no grammar it's just Helping your brain processing the language, helping yeah. your brain build sentences, how we can, but just do it. Yeah, and that's yeah. a, is a very important space. And most of my coaches really like, um, I mean, they, they all have very big results uh, during this part uh, yeah. because they're like, wow, I have been able to speak with you during 20 minutes about that. I didn't even know I knew this word. And it's yeah. like, it's all yeah. in your brain. You just have to let it go. Yeah, because sometimes if you get too caught up on like trying to grammatically get everything perfect, you'll be overthinking so much that nothing comes out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. Right. And yeah. um, because for me, when I speak French, I actually don't think I don't think about uh, necessarily future or past. I know it's in there and I'm going to try to put it in its right place. Mm -hmm. But I think what I focus on the most is context mm. that I need to get that person to a place where they understand the it's, context of what I'm talking mm. about. And, and, and normally we're, we're going to get there, whether if I said everything perfectly mm. or not, I focus on feeling comfortable mm. more than being perfect yeah exactly and that's yeah that's great because that's the way uh your brain is going to be um uh, step by step um learning and building everything and and i mean language is also done just to communicate so we need to focus on that yeah it's very yeah. important yeah yeah and so if you were going to um what would you say for you know for someone who has you know really experiencing, let's say, I think with a lot of people, they, they struggle with the motivation mm. to, to stick with it. Mm. Is the, do you have any sort of, um, you know, how does the coaching help to support you? If you're someone who's been struggling with sticking with the language, 
Yeah. So you mean sticking with the motivation of uh, continuing the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. yeah. <laughs> you know, and to do those small things, so, you know, like mm. you know, to give yourself small challenges and things mm. like that. Like you know, people always find excuses on mm. why why they weren't able to study, why they weren't able to do this, why they weren't able to do that, and it may just be more of you know. Uh, avoiding the, the unfamiliar, you know, for people who are having these sort of having a hard time staying Mm -hmm. motivated to, to, to continue learning. Um, and what ways could coaching help someone in, in, in that sort of in that situation? Yes. So, uh, actually if you have a coach, uh, the coach is your accountability partner. So Mm. supposingly for some people, it's not working for every people, everybody, but, uh, having someone who every week is going to wait for you, wait for, for you to to do something around your French, it's helps a lot. Mm. Okay. Just to know that I'm here and I will be waiting for you at that time. And you will have to tell me what have you been able to do this week? So that's a a good way uh, that we can help. And also always connect to the the motivation, but the real motivation, I mean, the, the, the thing that's, you know, this kind of vision. So what are you going to be able to do? Once you have yeah. your perfect uh, level of French, how different would be your life? And that's where you can mm-hmm. find your inner motivation sure. and then try to stick to this motivation and say, okay, I'm doing this thing. Maybe I don't like it and that's okay, but yeah. you're doing it for your future to feel yeah. better, to be at ease, to have a better job, um, whatever your, your reason is. So that's a, that's a good way, I think, to keep. I agree. Mm. I mean, I, I, I have a, um, a course that I, um, that I did not too long called thriving, you know, um, thriving in France. And one of the, the, one of the major parts of that is, you know, writing a vision, a vision for the major parts of your life now, because it's an expat community there, you know, we have a section on, um, language and integration because I have them, you know, I feel, I feel the same way as you, that the language has to have a purpose Mm. or else you'll just keep moving around it. So it's like, you need to give a vision even to your language, you know, it's like, you know, seeing yourself no longer feeling like an outsider as a party at a party, being able to express, you know, really how you feel about something Mm. without searching for your words, you know, building a vision around it so that it feels real (sighs) to activate, you know, the, the purpose behind the actions you need to take to get to that vision and having a clear vision about what the language can do for you. Because I think, Sometimes people underestimate the power of being able to connect with people in their own language in in either way. So it's Mm -hmm. like expats, it's either maybe your partner is French, maybe you want French friends, but you don't speak French. So it's like, how is that impacting your social life? How is it impacting the the intimacy that you're sharing with, you know, the partner who maybe, you know, speaks a different language to you? Mm -hmm. So. I think it's is something that definitely people should have a vision around and I and I and I think that that's great that you have your students or you know your clients do that. Mm. 
Yeah, we always start uh, the coaching uh, program, let's say, uh, with this uh, this question of the inner motivation. What really, yeah, who are you going to become? <laughs> who are you going to become? Mm. So, well, we we <laughs> it's it's been the time has just flown by, and we're coming to the end of our time. Oh. <laughs> but Inez, I want to thank you so much for coming on here and and giving us a different perspective to language, to ending, introducing us to uh, neuro language coaches that they are out there to help us to have a more personalized language experience yeah. that actually meets our objectives and goals and vision mm. for what we want in language. Mm. And, um, for those of you who are, you know, those of you out there who are looking for a neural language coach in French, I will be putting all the details of a French mood, um, Ines's company in the description, in the details, her link to Instagram so that if you want to get with in touch with her, you can. And I hope that you found this conversation today helpful and we look forward to speaking to you next time. Bye, Ines. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye, everyone.